Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of the About Review podcast. This is the podcast that talks about all things pop culture, movies, TV shows, comics, video games, and so much more. I am, as always, your host, that guy named John, and I'm joined for the second week in a row. I two think weeks in that, a row. Two weeks in a row by the People's Critic, Tim Hall. I'm back. Good to be back. By popular demand. And this time we're in studio. We are. So. Last time it was a satellite location. <laughs> it was a satellite location because we just had very to get it fan, done. A very fancy satellite, satellite well, location. You know. We're honest. It was nice. It was nice. It was just, it is not the same. No, no, definitely yeah. not. Uh, so well, welcome back to the official About to Review Studios. <laughs> we got to put some decorations in the studio. We do. Yeah, I, I'm still working on that. You know, yeah. I have so much art, just like we talked I about before. I brought you some art. I know, I have it. I brought you some art. Yeah, I have it's it just on, outside. It's the same place it was last time I was here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely need to put some stuff up. Once I put some things on the walls, then I'll put up some pictures. It'll feel studio Yeah, for sure. Uh, so on this week's episode, we're going to talk about bunch of random stuff yes. that is going on in the world of pop culture uh culminating in a review of the upcoming actually no it just it just came out it's out it's in uh, theaters now in theaters now kong skull island <laughs> yes so we will talk about that at the end of the episode uh but first uh, you mentioned it on the last episode and i wanted to touch back uh on it you interviewed danny boyle i did how, tell me about that. It was funny. I've never been. I, I don't really get nervous, but I was oh, nervous. Someone is a professional. No, I'm like I'm, I'm like I'm not a nervous person. Right. Like most of the time, I'm not. Um, I've been nervous doing interviews, probably a few times, and mm-hmm. it's mostly because of my sister. If I tell her I'm interviewing someone that she oh. really likes, she she spazzes out. So then I spazz out. <laughs> right. Maybe it's because we're twins. I don't. I don't that know could what be it. it is. Uh, but yeah, Danny Boyle, he's done, mm-hmm. directed a few of my really good sort of favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Sunshine is one of them. Yes, uh, absolutely. 28 Days Later, mm-hmm. Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. Um, Trainspotting, Trainspotting 1 and now 2. 1 and 2. And he was in town for Trainspotting 2. Mm-hmm. So we talked about Trainspotting 2. We talked about some of the characters in the film. Uh, you know, why is this, um, you know, of all the films he could have done, this is a film he decided to revisit. Mm-hmm. He could have revisited any other place. I mean, he's yeah. got that kind of cachet. But, you know, he talked about revisiting it and what it meant and how that came about. And we talked a little bit about uh, Sunshine, which I could not <laughs> leave without being like, look, mm-hmm. man, I got a Sunshine question. And we're going to talk about it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he was great. It was great. Excellent. Was, now, is that is that up on your website not now? Yet. Okay. Not yet. I'll post it the week that Transponding 2 opens, which I think is next week. I forget. Yeah, I know that they're... Yeah, there's a screening coming up. So yep, there's a screen coming up. Okay. So definitely look forward to that on yeah, the People's Danny Critic blog.com. We gotta get you doing that. Let's yeah. Do some interviews, man. That how they're be. fun. They're great. They are fun. They are fun and, and exciting. And nervous if you're like me. You get nervous about talking to people. Mm-hmm. But once it's funny, it's weird. Once I got in the room, it's like it's like that feeling where you don't want to go to the gym and as soon as you get to the locker room, you're fine. <laughs> like, as soon as I got yeah. in the room, I was like, all right, I'm cool. Well, for sure. I mean, when I when I've done interviews either for Seattle International Film Festival or anything like that, when there's a film that either you've seen that you really liked and then suddenly you get the opportunity and someone is like, hey, you want to talk to this guy? And then it becomes the reality of like, oh, man, I actually have to like sit down and talk with this person. Then it starts yeah. to get the butterflies. And then you realize, guess what? Whether it is a director, actor, actress, choreographer, whatever, right. people are people. people Just yeah, like be people, honest, people be yourself. People. Just talk to them like they are people. I never understood, and maybe it's just 
the way that you and I think about things. If I see a celebrity or if I see somebody that I want to talk to, I talk to them. Yeah. Just go. What is the worst thing they can say? I'm busy right now. Okay. Bye. Right. Like I met Phil Knight completely randomly mm. at CenturyLink Field one time when the Oregon Ducks came up here to play WSU. Mm-hmm. He was just walking around in the tunnel on the back. Did he give you free Nikes? No, I was wearing my Nike. Uh, <laughs> so, but my nice. buddy was like, he points me and he was like, hey, that looks like Phil Knight. And I look over and I was like, oh, it is. I just go up and I was, I was like, hey, Mr. Knight, pleasure to meet you. And he was like, he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? I like your shoes. I was like, can I get a quick picture? And he was like, sure. Yeah. That was it. So you just, you cannot be afraid to just take those risks. People are people. Yeah. Granted, some people can be jerks, you know, Obviously. In, in the, in the world out there. But at the same time, put yourself out there. Make yourself present for those opportunities. Who's someone you'd love to interview? Who's like top on your interview list? One of the top people that I have since I was a kid, and now that I have this kind of medium to kind of go to, I want to talk I, to LeVar Burton. Really? Yes. About being Jordy LaForge? About being about Rainbow? the person in my about life. Roots? What? Everything. Because <laughs> growing up, I was like, I was like, okay, you taught me how to read. You like you are that person. Yeah. Then I see a brother in space. And I was just like, like I would love to talk to LeVar Burton. That visor and glasses. Yeah. Have you seen the promo, or not the promo image, the, there's an image that became viral a few years ago. In one of the box sets, one of the DVDs, there is a picture of like the test image that they were going to go with, with Jordy LaForge. No, I haven't seen Ooh, it. Oh, boy. So he has the visor and straight up soul glow. Oh, Like no. he has just like a wet Jerry curl. No. And so... He had, that Eric, he had that Eric LaSalle look. Oh, yeah. Like, got off <laughs> the, the couch, low? big old circle. Uh, so, nah, whoever nah. was behind the scenes that day, whatever producer, whatever director was like, get try try one more look. But the like, idea let, that, let that, that black people will still be rocking jerry curls in the, in future, the future is crazy to me. Maybe maybe it comes back around. Maybe oh, I, I hope the not. year 25, 30, where, you know, we were back on it. Right. So, with that picture, like, yeah, wow. I, I will LeVar find it for you. You should I, reach out to him. Yeah, so LeVar Burton would be up there. Have you reached De- out to him yet? Neil deGrasse Tyson. I uh, know LeVar Burton I have. Would Again, you, like we said. What'd you say? What'd you say? You just like, like hey. hey, I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, big idol. You know, you're, I'm a big fan. Would you think you sent him a tweet? Yeah. Oh, man. You got to reach out to his publicist, man. Uh, oh, see, that is the other angle that, yeah. Because like now that we have these direct but, lines yeah, of but, communication. But, like, ha- but I don't know. Like having a reason. Like I want you on my For show sure. to do fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Because they're doing this new Star Trek show. Yeah. I don't know. Well, same with like with Trevante Rhodes. Like I reached out to him when we first saw Moonlight. You and every woman I know, obviously. Well, but he like, he was incredible, and I reached <laughs> out and I was like, hey. Phil Lamar, who we will talk about a little bit uh, later in the episode. Okay. I reached out to him to like, hey, you have a new show coming out that I absolutely loved. I would love to talk to you. All right, so just keep it up. You're fine. You'll, yeah, it'll, it'll go for you. That's wow. So, I didn't know that Levar Burton and Neil deGrasse Tyson, Tyson would be up there for sure. So it just yeah. I, I, I think it would just be interesting. Uh, Bill Nye, I would Bill love Nye. To Bill Nye. He is he is around. Seattle is he a real scientist? Yeah, he graduated from UW. He's oh. a local kid. Yeah, yeah. His high school senior yearbook uh, is him with like an electron microscope. It's nerdy. And it was like, man, you were destined for yeah, this. Yeah, that is that's super. I'm so, never that. I can't be that nerdy. That's him. Yeah. Wow. So, no. what about you? Who's who's on one of your lists? I mean, other than Logan Browning, obviously, uh, <laughs> for the second week in a row. I'm just being honest. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, probably The Rock. I think he's fascinating. Uh, yeah, I think he would just be a fun person to talk to, just mm-hmm. about his life from pro wrestling to acting 
<clears throat> to being part of these crazy franchises to now being thrust into this whole DC universe as Black Adam. Mm-hmm. I'll be fascinated to know, like, I know there's stuff he turns down. Like, what are like, you turning down? I, I was going to say, like, <laughs> I mean, clearly there's something. I mean, he's like, he's in every movie, right? He does But so there's much. obviously scripts where he's like, I'm not doing that. And I just want to know what that is. I would be fascinating. Um, I would be fascinated to know that just because of the variety of movies yeah. he has done. What does he say no to? I, that's what I want to so, know. Yeah. I want to know, like, what are you saying? Wow. What's the thing you're saying no to? Is it, what? Like, what is, is it triple X? Like, what are you saying no to? Yeah. Um, <laughs> So him, um, Donald Glover. Sure. I want to talk about his whole 2016, like what mm-hmm. that ride was like, mm-hmm. um, and making that transition from music and to writing on shows to being, you know, Lando. To being Cal. Lando, that's crazy, right? Yeah. To make the sort of that leap, and and be a, being a person who's looked at seriously in all these different things, these hats he wears. Right, mm-hmm. you can wear a bunch of hats and people think you're a goofball. But he wears yep. all these different hats, and he's good at them, mm-hmm. and people respect him. And I think it's a hard place to be. Like most people don't for sure don't, don't get there. Because yeah, yeah, being being multifaceted and being involved in a bunch of different projects is awesome. Yeah, and probably Rosario Dawson. Yeah, just I mean, she's had such a long career from He Got Game to <laughs> Luke Cage. Like she's mm-hmm. been all over the place. She is the DC or the Marvel linchpin. Yeah. And I'm sure DC at some point. And she's been, she's been voicing DC animated stuff. Yeah. And DC at, at one point is probably going to recognize like, maybe we should have put her actually in something yeah. and not just as a voice. So, cause yeah. she did Wonder Woman in, was it Justice League War? I want to say one of those, you know, new animated ones for DC. So mm-hmm. yeah. And probably JJ Abrams as well. Okay. Well, to Abrams. Okay. We'll see if we can make that happen. Yeah, let's let's get him on the phone. <laughs> sure, why not? Get him on the phone. Uh, so speaking of directors and new projects and things, the first part of the episode uh, is going to be about some of the new trailers that have come out. It's a lot. There's a it, there's a bunch of stuff coming out, and I'm getting to that point. You and I know some of the same people who feel this way. Where you get you get kind of that trailer fatigue. Oh, never me. Exactly. I'm of the opposite where yeah. I'm like, just give it to me. Granted, sometimes it goes overboard and I watch like the featurettes. By the time the movie comes out, I have seen 25 minutes of the movie. Right. At the same time, it is hard for me to say no. There are certain things I will avoid, especially as it gets closer to the opening. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see this. Let me not spoil it by trying to watch it. I remember you did that with uh, with Doctor Strange. Absolutely. There's that opportunity that we had to see like 15 minutes Didn't of go. IMAX footage. No, and I, I went and I was like, "This I'll is cool." But then when I when I watched the movie, I was just waiting for that. So yeah, I yeah, I opted out. Yeah, uh, they did the same thing with Ghost in the Shell recently. They were like, "Watch yep. 15 minutes of IMAX," and I was like, mm, "No, no, no, I didn't do it." Hard pass. Yeah, it's a hard pass. That said, one of the new trailers, and <laughs> I I say trailers, even though they every time they do this, they will be like, well, "Stay tuned for the new trailer for Ghost in the Shell." And it has like 30 seconds of extra footage. Right. It's like a couple seconds of new footage. That gets annoying. Or a new voiceover. Right. That's okay. But Ghost in the Shell, it looks really good. It looks visually stunning. It looks promising. (laughs) That that is the critic and Tim being like, ugh. (laughs) It looks promising. I mean, I've been fooled by trailers before. Yeah. Sucker Punch being one of them. Oh, man. Right? Talk about a movie that 
when I saw those trailers, I was like, Zack Snyder is going to do it again. Like, this movie's about rape. The, in- <laughs> the whole movie's about right. rape. And then, yeah, we watched the movie and it was like, This isn't fun. What? How are you making rape fun? Why is there not a giant samurai Absolutely. in more of this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that was a weird movie. Good poll. Because that. It was a weird was movie. You watched the trailer with all the slow mo and the Zack mm-hmm. Snyder stuff, and you're like, "Man, this is gonna be amazing! This cool sort of girl power movie." Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Oh, all these women are being raped. That's why they're in these fantasies in their head." Yeah, maybe, super awkward. Maybe not so much fun. No. Yeah. Just weird choice. But other than Ghost in the Shell, yes. Uh, Atomic Blonde. Tell me everything you know about Atomic Blonde. Go. I know nothing <laughs> about it other than it's got. Uh, Charlize Theron in it playing mm-hmm. what looks like in the clip very John Wick-esque yeah. action she's a spy and she's got a they're killing spies and she's doing something to stop them and it's got bloody legs in it which <laughs> I, I, we will I, never refer to her which I anything uh, else we need to know her real name because I, I, I messed up her real name but she was in she's in the new mummy she plays the mummy she does, the yeah mummy she does movie. play the mummy mm-hmm. Sophia uh, Butella Sophia Butella, aka Blady Bloody Legs, because she was she had blades for legs in the Kingsman, in, in the Kingsman. Secret Service, <laughs> and I've called her Bloody Legs ever since. Mm-hmm. But she she can do action that much. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. um, Charlize can do. It, it looks like it's a fun action movie. I mean, I, maybe John Wick has set off a new sort of subgenre of action where you're just shooting people in the face at close range at yeah. all times. Which I'm not against. Obviously, I grew up in the 80s. I watched mm-hmm. Commando and all these other crazy movies where people just get shot. Mm-hmm. Cobra and, you know. Guns that yeah. never run out of ammunition. Right. And, and it's also that, that new thing where, like, the people get hurt. Like, when you watch the trailer, she gets beat up. In yeah. The so it's not like she's, like, this, you know, flawless action star who's one shot in everyone's mm-hmm. head and she never gets touched. Like it kind of it reminds me, speaking of growing up in the 80s. Those old Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. Like, you watch Project A, Operation Condor, all of those ones. Like, his character is incredible in the movie. In every single movie, Jackie gets beat up. Yeah. Like, he's it, really good at getting beat up. Man. I mean, he is one of the best for a reason, but yeah. in almost every film, not just the main bad guy, a bunch of bad guys end up beating Jackie up. Right. But it just, it reminds you, like, okay, heroes can be flawed. Heroes are not always going to be... The invincible. Yeah, it's not Bruce Lee and the dragon where he's like beating up a group right. of people and they're all standing around one by one getting kicked in the face. Yeah. yeah that's not going to happen. Yeah. So Atomic Blonde. I would have jumped Bruce Lee. I would have been the one guy to be like, we, like six of us. If we all rush him. Right. At, at one time. time. One of us is going to get hit, but he's not going to get all of us. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that is one of the biggest action movie cliches going back, going yeah. way back. Way back. If I have one dude who I have seen kick a bunch of people in the face. And all of my dudes are standing next to me, and we're like, all right, you go. I might leave. Now, wait. You go. No. I might might be like, you know what, you guys? It's not worth it. Mm -hmm. This opium den that we're protecting that also. Can we talk about Mr. Han, man, for a second? He had an opium den. Mm -hmm. He had slaves under his island. Slave trade. He was running a a legal fight ring, whatever, on his island. Mm Mm-hmm. He was crazy. And he had like a clawed for hand. He had like multiple. He had had the wood hand. He had the wood hand. He had had a claw hand. The claw hand. (laughs) He had that room full of mirrors. Mm-hmm. He had a lot going on. He was really like the apex supervillain. Yeah, I did. Actually... And he had and he had prostitutes. Yeah, he was bringing them tons of prostitutes. Yeah, what a what a villain. We did. Did he? So he dies, doesn't he? Oh uh, yeah, he dies. God, I gotta bring yeah. him back. Uh, that actually that when we talked about John Wick two a while ago. Yeah, there is a big scene that have, I mean, the director obviously was like, 
Hey, remember that time it entered the dragon? Yeah. There's a room with a bunch of mirrors. There's something creepy about trying to find someone who who mm-hmm. has a weapon in a room full of mirrors. Yeah, yeah. No. And actually, that here's a little uh, cinema history for you. That scene in Enter the Dragon, that like five minute fight scene, nearly collapsed the movie. Like that was the point where it was one of the last things they were doing. Right. It had never been done before. Good. Trying to find angles where you do not see a single camera while you are following oh, multiple people, like. There are uh, one of the Bruce Lee documentaries talks about it. Like people were almost quitting, like they could not get it right, and it turned out to be one of the best things in cinematic history. I'd be afraid to quit standpoint. on Bruce Lee. Like he'd kick my chest in. <laughs> I, and one scene I speaking of kicking, the one scene I love, I just funny I just posted on my Snapchat because I was watching Enter the Dragon. Mm-hmm. Was when he kicks Mister Han, like he kicks him like around the corner. It's mm-hmm. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, how did they do that? <laughs> oh man, Bruce Lee was quick, man. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Yeah, it, it does look great. I mean, I feel like Charlize is taking the roles that Angelina would have taken five years ago. If she didn't adopt all those kids, something is that, is that what she's doing? Because like when Angelina did Salt, that was kind yeah. of one of the last big action movies that she chose to do. And so now Charlize, like after Furiosa, Charlize is like, oh sweet, I, I get to be an action star. Right, give it to me. Yeah, you know, and I think there's a need for for strong female leads in action. I mm-hmm. think we realize that there was like sort of this idea that like, oh, people won't go see it, and it's a woman. Like, nah, people go see it. We we saw La Femme Nikita. We watched right. We watched all these movies where, where women have been leads in action, and to me, it's way more believable to have a female as a spy. Mm-hmm. All of the old Cynthia Rothrock movies. Do you remember those? Yeah. yeah, but but it makes sense. Like a woman could go undercover as some ditzy woman. And men will dismiss her, and she could yeah. just slip in and do what she got to do and get out. Why? Because men are dumb. Men are dumb. Men are dumb creatures. Especially if we're like, oh, she's fine. Like we're completely disarmed. <laughs> Lose your mind. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so it makes way more sense. But I'm excited, and the cast for that movie looks great. It does. Yeah, the cast looks really. Good. James McAvoy isn't it? And he, it? after Split, I will see a lot of what he does next. Mm. Even like, the next X Men movie where he plays. He has Professor not... X Light or whatever he's playing. He has not. A... What is he in X Men? What do they call it? Supernova or what? Oh, don't even stop. Don't so stop. yeah, no, I hope not. But James McAvoy, like in Split, was incredible. In this one, yeah, he is funny. Like he is a good he's actor. Yeah. I just, I guess maybe never really gave him some credit before. But yeah, John Goodman is also in it. Yeah. So and of course, Blady Legs. Blady Legs. So yeah, Atomic Blonde. Definitely looking forward to that one. One quick thing that we got another. Uh, Alien Covenant kind of one of those like weird like featurette trailers that they seem to be doing a lot with Alien like they did it with Prometheus they did that fake TED talk right which was awesome yeah but it wasn't in the movie and kind of pointless well same with this one like they released that little also Prometheus is Jessica's favorite movie it really is so everybody uh, go to JDC (laughs) O'Brien on Twitter and just remind her how much she loves how great Prometheus is Prometheus yeah get into in best movie you should probably send her the director's cut yeah, yeah. I, I could get her the screenplay we'll do that uh Maybe that's a good gift idea for her <laughs> like the screenplay prometheus a poster mm-hmm. a signed poster for sure yeah we can we can make that happen uh but we, <laughs> with alien covenant they release like this little like dinner room scene where you see the crew getting to know each other yeah why i just remember watching i thinking that they're all gonna die so good. yes like, why? I said that out loud as I watched. It's like, oh, they're all going to die so good. This is going to mm-hmm. be great. Because everyone's happy. 
Right. I'm like, right. you know that. If you're ever last. happy in one of these alien movies, <laughs> it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. Going back to the first alien where everyone's having dinner, they're like, oh, man, you're fine. We got that oh, alien yeah. off your face. <laughs> oh, my God. An alien popped out of your chest. Mm-hmm. And now we don't know what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And I do not understand, in all of these trailers, if you see something opening that looks kind of egg-like, why do you want to put your face over it? Like, I do not understand that. I do not understand going to an alien planet without a spacesuit. Can I ask you a question? Yes. <laughs> Have you seen any black people do this? No. <laughs> next, next question. Right. Moving right along. Moving right along. Yeah. That's not something we, that's not something we do. Yeah. We talked about it. I'll with... be like, John, oh, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> Watch out. That thing mm. just opened up. We got to go. Yeah. Everybody, we got we out of here. What happened? I don't know. I saw an egg open up. Something's inside of it. I said we burn this place down. Get gone. Yeah. Yep. Now, I'm not taking off my mask to get a closer look. No. <laughs> ridiculous. It's and again, ridiculous. We, we talked about it with Get Out. That was one of the things I really liked. Yeah. But in the first five minutes, he was like, mm, you gotta go out of here. Nope. Gotta go. <laughs> because that's a real reaction. Yeah. Yeah. So, no. So we'll see. That being said, really excited for this one. I know we're going to see it. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, Aliens one of my favorite movies. Aliens mm-hmm. one of my favorite sequels. Yes, absolutely. You know, I'm. A, you know, rest in peace to Bill Paxson who just mm-hmm. died. Um, so I, and I'm a sci-fi nerd. Like I can't deny it. Like yeah. even if the movie looked terrible, I'd still see it. Mm-hmm. But it looks like it looks more like the first movies than the other movies we saw. It looks a lot yeah. more like the first two. Apparently, it showed a South by Southwest, and they said it looked. Crazy, really? They showed, they yeah, they it, showed it? some footage, wow. not the whole movie, oh, okay. footage like... of it, and so that got a good reaction. But again, South right. by is those festivals are always kind of a toss up because mm-hmm. they're like the perfect place to show these things because people are like fiending for it. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like giving a hit to a crackhead. Like, of course they like it. <laughs> Give me the worst drugs in the world. The person still drug drugs, <laughs> right? Still drugs. So I don't know how how much that really matters, but I'm I'm up for it. Okay. I think. I'm all for, like, happy people dying in these sci-fi movies. Happy dumb people. Yeah. Well, how did this happen? Well, how did we yeah. get here? And then aliens ravishing. And it, for a movie like that, it calls for people to be stupid. We'll mm-hmm. talk more about that later with King Kong. Yeah. But it, <laughs> part of the story called for people just to be dumb mm-hmm. or else it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, the new movie coming out also that are we, I think we're seeing next week, week after, uh, Life with Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds. Which man, that black dude dies first. Oh, shocking! I was like, "Come on, man!" I thought we we're over that trope. No, never. <sighs> he had to die first. Uh, speaking of South by Southwest, uh, there was a a movie that did screen there before it gets. It is not going to be released for a while. August. August. <laughs> yeah, they released for, the, for now. That's the release date for yeah. now. It, it could be pushed up. Who knows? True. They released the trailer. The movie. Is Driver Baby or Baby, baby Driver? Baby Driver. Driver Baby sounds <laughs> Driver crazy. It was a sequel to Boss Baby. Yeah. Uh, so Baby Driver. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So this is Edgar Wright. Edgar, I love Edgar Wright. I'm a, I'm a Edgar Wright fan. Yeah. I mean, so, so this is what he decided to do after Ant Man didn't work out, huh? I, I guess. And I'm pretty sure our that, friend, that was uh, the right decision. Fellow local critic Matt Oaks saw it. He mm-hmm. seemed to enjoy it. He was freaking out. Yeah, I was following him on Twitter. Matt, Matt saw it. He seemed to really enjoy it. Yeah, like so. For those people who have not seen the trailer, the trailer dropped a couple days ago. Yesterday, uh, last night. 
Yeah, yeah, it was last night. The daylight savings got you flipped over, man. Tell you what, it's like you went through the matrix. (laughs) It's just an hour. (laughs) Well, it was like I felt like I was in Princess Bride, (laughs) and Count Rugen was like, "Someday I might go up to twenty. Yeah, blah blah. I just sucked an out a year away from your life. Today, daylight savings time. We were recording on Sunday. I was all messed up. You've been out of sorts all day. I was looking at my watch all day. (laughs) Saw the cable box, and I was like, "What? Where did last hour? Where did that hour go?" Yep. Maybe you got abducted by aliens. That'll be the new sci-fi movie. Possibly. That's That'd right. be pretty sweet. Uh, Baby Driver, of course, directed by Edgar Wright. Talk about a cast. Yeah. This cast looks incredible. Kevin Spacey, who in the trailer reminded me how good Kevin Spacey oh, is. he's great. Like, he is phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Uh, John Bernthal, John Hamm, Jamie Foxx. You're not a fan of Jamie Foxx. I see the look on your face. It is tough because, like, I know he can be good. Ray? Was incredible. Like, he can sing. You feel like he's on autopilot he now. Exactly. Like, Not after, that he's bad. I just feel like he just is like. Yeah. When he did the, that Taken-esque movie last year. That, uh, that was like a couple months ago. Uh, well, yeah. Technically, that was last year. Or was it Was it in 2017? It was 2017. Oh. Uh, what was that movie called? That was an S. Oh, yeah. Sleepless. Oh, okay. Because it's based on a French film. It's a remake of a French film. Yeah. yeah. Which I... Yeah. It just it does. It's, he he just feels like he's on autopilot, and maybe mm-hmm. he needs more interesting parts. Yeah, and maybe this could be it. Yeah. You know, who knows? The trailer looks great. It kind of, I mean, the loose story from what you can tell with the trailer, um, not Blady Legs, uh, Blady Legs' <laughs> boyfriend. Uh, what is his name? The dude from uh, Fault in Your oh, Stars. Oh, An- yeah, An- Ansel Elgort. Yeah. Uh, he's got a baby face. Maybe that's why does. he worked for Baby Driver. Yeah, he he basically is a contract driver um, for Kevin Spacey's maybe mob person. We're not really sure. The action looks great. He falls in love with the waitress, it looks like. Of course. They want to get away. He's going to do one last. The one last job trope Ugh. has been around forever. So he's doing one last job, and, of course, things go awry. Yeah. But what it reminded me of when I saw the trailer, I was like, man, think of what Fast and Furious could be if it had a good director, good writers, and good actors. No, I mean, fast the Fast <laughs> franchise, now they're just... Saving the world when they were before stealing DVDs, right? Quite the leap for the for them <laughs> <laughs> making that <laughs> making that leap from stealing DVDs to like stopping to the Rock literally moving a, a torpedo. Right, he gets out of the car in the trailer. He's like skating on the ice. <laughs> mm-hmm. He reaches down, grabs a torpedo, and redirects it. Yeah, there was somebody on Twitter That's who unbelievable <laughs> who nailed it. They were like, uh, "Fast and the Furious one." Man, we got to get these TVs. Yeah. Fast and the Furious 8. Let me punch a torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, we're taking on submarines and driving <laughs> driving luxury cars on ice. Good yeah. times. Good but times, this, guys. I mean, the action in this looks great. There are a lot of car for chases. For Baby Driver. For Baby Driver. Yes. I mean, it really does look like, okay, the, you can do Fast and the Furious type stuff they're not gonna, in a good movie. They're not going to do that. Come on. Because yeah. like, Fast and the Furious is never really about the story. Yeah, true. It's about living your mile, your life a quarter mile at a time. It's about except that no, familia. the quarter mile was in the first like three. That's all the movie's about. That's all it's about. No, because it came up again later. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah, it came up. I again thought later. Tokyo Drift was the last time they were like the quarter mile. The yeah, I mean Fast and Furious had Bow Wow in it at one point. That is true. And Luda. No disrespect to Bow Wow. <laughs> Come on. Right. Uh, but yeah, so Baby Driver looks solid. Definitely look forward to that one. The one thing the I like in the Baby Driver trailer was the Mike. Myers mask bit that was hilarious, pretty funny. I told you to get Mike Myers mask. This is Mike Myers. It wasn't Mike Myers from the mask. movie. It is from the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that looks pretty funny. 
So, looks good. Um, but uh, uh, Wonder Woman. Another one that... The third trailer. Totally weird. Okay, so they debuted this at the Kids' Choice the Awards. Warner Brothers, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to the Lord above. We have talked about How this. How do they mess this up? So many times. Like, they cannot take an L on this. They they're, they're already handling it like... <laughs> I just... I cannot believe it. I am so worried. So, so very worried. I think, I think what's, what's more frustrating for, for us and others like us is we know how to handle these things. Like, we see it. We see it handled well. So yep. we're like, okay, this is how you handle these things, right? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no I, not, not to point fingers, but let's take, for instance, Marvel, right? Mm-hmm. They'll say, we've got a little studio, Marvel. A little studio they called Mar- Marvel Studios, right? Mm-hmm. Little independent film company. They'll say, we have a new trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. And it's going to air on Jimmy Kimmel. Mm-hmm. So Jimmy Kimmel airs it. And then it's also immediately available on Jimmy Kimmel's YouTube. Immediately. Yep. And on Marvel's YouTube. Mm-hmm. So people can post it. People like us who engage in this type of stuff can post it on our blogs and our websites, tweet about it, mm-hmm. Facebook about it, whatever we want to do, right? Not, not the case with Warner Brothers. Mm, not generally. Not the case. Not At least not the case this time. It's 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 Women's History Month. Like, there's an mm-hmm. absolute tie-in for this movie to be – very good, and they seem to. And I was going to curse on your podcast. Yeah, they, uh, messed, they messed they messed things up. They totally did. And whenever we see different trailers for the same movie, right, released at different uh, venues or whatever, Super Bowl is a prime example. You take the general demographic mm-hmm. that watches the Super Bowl, your trailer is going to have a completely different tone. Yeah. Than when it plays during Desperate Housewives a week later. That's the law. So I I have no idea. Was that was that a poll from like that, five years ago? Yeah. Or The Bachelor? Where'd you go with your hour today, man? <laughs> I was <laughs> in the sunken place. Uh, oh man! But with this, so it was a Wonder Woman trailer during the Kids Choice Awards, and so there was there was already that heavy bent the Transformers trailer that got released oh during the the Kids Choice Awards. I'm like, those trailers making me angry. Did you see the two clips? Yes. What are they doing to my childhood? I I just am so confused, but. It's like Grimlock is funny now. Apparently, he's like coughing she, up cars she's and like sleeping with a bunch of Dinobots, and it's just like I I just do not who, understand. Who is this movie for? I really want to know. Is it for kids? Is Apparently, it, if they it, if they did the Kids Choice Awards and the little for girl, kids, just make it animated. I don't need Mark Wahlberg and yeah. a bunch of like you're spending a I don't, okay. It's gonna make a bunch of money overseas. I think we got a Transformer. Godly, yeah, this is real so bad. Stupid. I'm gonna here's the thing. I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna be so angry afterwards. That will be a hate be watch. So, I remember being so angry after the last one. Yes, <laughs> I, was, I was. I was with. I was with my guy Marcus, and uh, and uh, our friend Eddie. Eddie Francis was sitting next to us, and afterwards we all looked at each other and we were just like, "What happened? Come on, man! Like, <laughs> right. what are we doing? Like, this is what we're doing right now with Transformers. This is the thing we're doing. Mm-hmm. I'd much rather Transformers be like Fast and Furious. I would. I would." I pray to God that's what it is. Right. I'll be so happy if it was that. But instead, it's this like sort of bastardization of the Transformers, mm-hmm. completely dismissing like all of the comics, all of the yep. cartoons, everything we know about it, all the history. Yeah. The problem is, no matter how bad these movies are, they make a gajillion dollars. Yeah. So 
they the have product yet placement. To, they have yet to take a loss. Have you seen that video of all the product placement in the movie? The supercut where oh it's like gosh. holding like who holds a Coke can as I'm looking at Yo. Tim where he can yeah. read exactly <laughs> what the right Coke, at eye like, level. The, the the one that got me in the last movie was when uh, Wahlberg's character crashed. They crash on the street and there's a Bud Light truck. Mm, and as mm-hmm. he's confronting the guy, he like cracks open a Bud Light and takes a and drink. And he points it like almost oh, to the like, camera. Come on, man. Yeah, uh, real bad. The thing with bad. Wonder Woman though, I think it'll, I think it'll be good. I I still am excited for this, but it has it has to hit. We talked about it briefly in the last episode. It's got to hit. Well, one of my things. Those linguistical irregularities. Oh. Okay, why in this movie? This is a this is why are you not island. a linguist? Because it right. bothers you so. You would think I was the president of my speech and debate team in college, but <laughs> but it just like you take this group of women right. on this mystical island of Themyscira. You would think that even though we have no idea where geographically this island is, some say Mediterranean. It depends. Probably. Uh, why do none of them have the same accent when they all come from the same, when they are born and bred and live on the same Maybe place? they'll explain it in the movie. I highly doubt that. <laughs> Maybe there's a chance. I don't know. Like, I do not know what Hippolyta's accent is supposed to be. Gal Gadot, like, whatever. Like, her accent is genuine. Yeah. Like, I get she it. She looks so dope in that blue dress with the sword. She, that's that fly. Like, I was she like, looks... I've never thought a woman with the sword would be flat out. She looks flat with that sword. Uh, I, yeah. I'm, that's not a thing I'm into, like... Okay. Must have swords isn't something I put on like a dating profile. I, do you remember when Matrix first came out? Yeah, uh, and you had Carrie Ann Moss, and a bunch of people were like, "Okay, this is a chicken all leather with guns," and she instantly became like one of the hottest women. So it not on my list, but yes, well, same type of uh, thing. Yeah. Where like, it's a, it's, it's a dope shot of her walking with the maybe because the blue really pops in that really dark and gray mm-hmm. time Which, period they're in, and she's got on like this bright blue dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I think, this how is she sword. going to pull that sword out without slashing her dress? Don't matter. She's she's Wonder Woman. She can do whatever she wants. Yeah. So the other thing in these trailers, the comedic elements. Looks I, funny. I hope that we have already seen all of them. Why? Because part of it is like, in a movie like this, it is already going to be quote unquote surprising with what we see. But the comedic hits that like, it is can it going work. to be all comedy? No, like, no, so, no, no, so far no, no. it has I, worked. I think it can work. I, I think that's sort of. Because some of these other movies that we love in the same genre are good, we overlook, well, we forget how funny they can be. Mm-hmm. And I think you can be funny. I think, you know, if we're talking about Marvel films, I think they leave a lot of the humor out of it. Out of the trailers. Mostly. Out of the trailers, yes. But when you watch the film, they're actually kind of funny and witty. And, and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of quick wits and, and quips back and forth, especially, you know, someone like Tony Stark. And even some of the Thor stuff is funny. Like, yeah. I think Thor, the new Thor Ragnarok is going to be funny. I think, why not? You saw you like, saw the new images, right? It's all mm-hmm. these bright colors, and it's Tessa Thompson. And sure was Tessa Thompson. It's, yeah, it's Tessa Thompson. It's um, uh, what's his name? Hemsworth. No, no, the, <laughs> no. The other photo. Uh, what's his name? Why am I spacing? Tom Hiddleston as Loki. No, not Tom Hiddleston. Uh, I'm not sure. Who yeah. are you thinking of? The guy from Jurassic Park. What's his name? Why am I spacing on his name? Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's in it. Right. He's got that weird blue some, makeup. Blue yeah, makeup yeah. on his face. Yeah. It's clearly a a different look, mm-hmm. and the director's funny. He's like a funny dude. Although his makeup, Jeff Goldblum's makeup, looks very similar to Benicio del Toro's as the Collector. Maybe from the same from the same place. It's in the same universe. Yeah, they're in the same universe. It, it, it could be. And the Collector's still alive, apparently. Oh yeah. Why would it yeah. not be? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So I I think you know you can have these movies that are funny with lighter tones mm-hmm. and colorful, and I think that works. And hopefully Wonder Woman's a lot more of that and less of like this dark, dreary. 
depressing. Yeah, already it is movie. brighter than BVS. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I I am on board. I just I mean, am worried because, again, I'm more worried about how they're marketing the film because they they needed to do well. I think the film would be fine, mm-hmm. but I feel like they're already fumbling at the one yard line. It's like just hold the ball mm-hmm. and cross the goal line. It's it's a layup. Just yeah. It's not that hard. Give it to somebody who has been rushing the entire game and getting you a bunch of touchdowns. Don't do a three-yard pass in the Super Bowl. When, yeah. Yeah, no. Don't try to be cute. Whatever. We're, it, no we're, need to be cute. We're just, over it. Yeah. Yeah, just run the ball in. That's, that's Seahawks from ugh, yeah, we, a couple years ago. They're, yeah. they're throwing the ball on the one-yard line. They really are. And they, they, and they don't have to. No. This is Wonder this Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> you don't have to do it. You can just put it out there. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. Hopefully that they Hopefully they get it together. Yeah, my favorite Wonder Woman artist. I want to work at DC and, and, and Warner Brothers and just and just pitch something. Just be like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing it this way? This is dumb. This is dumb, you guys. Yeah, it's a bunch of suits in a room being like, "Hey, John, uh, <laughs> okay, idea, mm-hmm. Kids Choice Awards, we debut the trailer, and you're like, hey, why don't we just release it Saturday morning? No, nah, no, 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 no. Trust get him me. out of here. Trust me, it'll be big. People be tweeting about it. They'll be hashtagging it. It'll be awesome. You're like, no, guy, yeah. it's not gonna work. The no. reason they were tweeting it's about not how it, it works. They were tweeting about tweeting about it, saying, "Why what? was this on the Kids <laughs> Choice Awards? Yeah. Where's this trailer? I've been waiting all day for." It. Yeah. yeah, Saturday nights, the night you want you want to release some content for people. Yeah, that's great. Real dumb. Uh, but shout out to my favorite, probably yeah, probably my favorite Wonder Woman artist, Frank Cho. The way that he draws Wonder Woman is incredible. She is thick. Like, she is just... You, what do you mean? Thick? In, you gotta, in your, for our urban audiences, you need to be a little more... <laughs> in, in, your, you in, in your head, when you think of an Amazonian woman, you think of a woman okay. who has some thighs. You think of a woman who has some arms. Like She is just big and right. powerful. Gal Gadot is not that, but I'm still looking forward to what she does. And we briefly saw it. In BVS, yeah. tragically underused, uh, but yeah, it just she might not be the Wonder Woman that I thought of in my head, mm-hmm. but that is okay. If, oh, if her, perf- if her not, performance yeah. is good enough, then whatever, do it. I don't think she's gonna be the problem with the movie. If there's a problem with the film, I don't think it's gonna be her. If there's a problem, if there is a problem, there's gonna be. A I don't problem. think it's gonna be her. I think Spoiler be, alert yeah. to our to our review in like I, I don't, eight I don't, months, and I don't think it'll be the cast. I think it'll be either how it's structured or how it's edited or the story. I don't think it's gonna be. Any of the cast. The cast looks fine. That cello piece worked in BVS. Mm-hmm. That like how it, many times do we hear it in the movie? Man, it, oh, in the movie. Oh, how many times? Do you, like over under five times for hearing it. Over, over, super over. Yeah, just like in BVS. Every time it, she shows up in, in BVS, <laughs> it worked because BVS was such like that darker tone. With this one, the rest of the trailer is structured differently the scores kind of lighten up beat and then at the end and you're just like whoa like what it was just assaulting yeah. so we'll see how many how much that happens but yeah easily more than five okay you got you got over five so uh the last trailer that we we're going to talk about <laughs> i feel like i lost some of my life today just with daylight savings time this trailer for a new movie called geostorm <laughs> starring gerard butler ed harris uh abby cornish Abby Cornish, wow. Where's just, she been? This movie, and Tim nailed it, the poster for this. Oh, that poster. Is looks like it amazing. is straight out of 1995. The poster is amazing. I, this movie looks awful. Basically, the cataclysmic storm I mean, that awful, is taking over awful the world. Awful stretch. It looks like it's something that should have came out in the late 90s. Absolutely. Like uh, The Core. 
or right. one of those like unobtainium <laughs> yeah. just, like, deep impact deep impact armageddon like all of those disaster type movies this one the trailer is like two minutes of just disasters and there's no we see no people act no <laughs> it's just like stuff blowing up like the monuments get taken down obviously right they love showing that yeah london gets taken down this is this is the synopsis straight out of straight off of imdb when the network of satellites designed to control the global climate start to attack earth it's a race against the clock to uncover the real threat before a worldwide geostorm wipes out everything and everyone so it's a person behind it it has to be because like who's or, the person are the satellites sentient oh come on it is going to be some like energy conglomerate <sighs> Who is going to turn the satellites so then they are the only ones that can... It looks awful. It just looks like hot garbage. I can't wait. Uh. <laughs> I cannot wait for it. Gerard wow. Butler, man. What what are you doing? Right. Like, I, I might... He might not be my favorite. He might not be the best, but... You can put him man. in something else. He, he did that stupid... Was it Gods of Egypt? What was he in? Yeah. Was it? Wait, wait was, one of the one of the three hundred, not Gods n- of Egypt. No, he was in one. He of was those, in Gods of Egypt also. He was one of those stupid sort of Africa whitewashing movies. Gods, mm-hmm. of, I I get them mixed up. Gods of Egypt. Uh, um, well, I think it was Gods of Egypt. It was him? He was in. He wasn't Gods of Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> wow. He was in Gods of Egypt. The movie was so terrible. Yeah. He's in that, and after that, he's doing Geostorm. Oh uh, well, he has done. Uh, let me pull up his page. Can we get another London has fallen movie? I was gonna say London has fallen. Which there's Olympus... a third one. They're doing a third one. They're doing. They did Olympus has fallen. Angel has fallen. Angel has fallen. Ugh. Yeah, buddy. Mike Bannon's back, killing people for the yeah. president. One of my favorite of his roles recently uh, was in How to How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, he's good. Because that. that one, we were like, "Hey, cool! That actually sounds like you. Yeah. This actually makes sense." So, <laughs> but yeah, Geostorm. I will put links to these trailers uh, in the show oh, notes. Please, because Geostorm is literally stuff just blowing up. Yep, for two minutes and lightning strikes. <laughs> so dumb. Satellites attack the Earth. Like it just bad. Uh, real bad. Moving from real bad trailer to a phenomenal show that you, for whatever reason, never watched when it came on. It just started again on Saturday night. The return after 13 years of Samurai Jack. I've never watched the show. <sighs> that hurts me. I just, there's a lot on television. What am I supposed to do? This was 13 years ago. I wasn't into it. Th- I don't know. It never, it's never been on my radar to watch. Man. I have no idea what it's about. I know it's a cartoon. I've Long seen... ago in a distant land. You know, I see the like... evil shapeshifter, Aku. <laughs> yeah. I, I could go on the whole. Is that your model. Samurai Jack voice? Like, the. I've seen, you know, I've seen stuff at Comic Cons and things, but I've mm-hmm. never been interested in seeing Samurai Jack. So, for those people like Tim, his name is Jack, though, who That's, have been living under a strange name for Samurai under a rock for 15 years because it came out in 2001, so 16 years. So this was uh, done by Gendy Tartakovsky, who you would know from Powerpuff Girls, Dexter's Laboratory, Star Wars, Clone Wars, like as a director of animation. This guy, he ruled the early 2000s. Oh, I'm just going to let you talk. The early to mid-2000s. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm enjoying this. So, the Samurai Jack, it is about this ancient epic. <laughs> Tim's face right now. This show is so good. Like, how did you not? Uh, so, okay. I, I would just talk. If I want to watch the show, yes. what channel am I watching it on? Cartoon Network. Cartoon Network. Yep, on Toonami, which they brought back. From back in the day. Sounds familiar. Toonami. So, yeah. Toonami, I mean, it had Dragon Ball Z, Cowboy Bebop, 
Big O, Samurai Shampoo. Shows I've seen before. Right. So this was in 2001. It was when it first came out. The funny thing about this, and this shows how old uh, I am, or we are. (laughs) So 2001. This was pre-Napster. I had so <laughs> that was a long. This time is ago. what I had to do when I wanted to watch this, and I was either going out or I had to work. I had to use a VHS tape. <laughs> you're dating. You're dating yourself. And right program now. my VCR. You're kidding me. To record Samurai Jack. A, yes, a tape to record it. V yeah, VHS tape. How many tapes did you have? Uh, I only did that for the first maybe like two seasons <laughs> out of four. But then, thank God for DVR, man. What do oh, we do? yeah. But then things I, like my nephew has no idea that we live like this. Right. He would laugh in my face if I told him <laughs> what we had to do to watch shows that mm-hmm. we missed. If you missed your TGIF shows on rap. Friday night, you rap. were heartbroken. You just had to be at school the next day. Like I don't, I missed it. Yeah. You missed Boy Meets World. Oh, yeah. the crossover yeah. step by step. <laughs> you had to relive to other people, just sit around and be like, "What happened?" Yeah. Do you remember the step by step and Family Matters crossover? No, I do not remember that. And, yeah. But yeah, like if you missed it, yeah, you, you missed. And it. if you forgot to program your VCR, which I used to do that with X Men, uh, the animated series on Saturday mornings. Yeah. So cause Saturday mornings were chores. Man, I had to get up, mow a bunch of lawns, so I had to like come home and watch it. Anyway, want to hear about Karma? One time, mm. I uh, because you know we didn't have DVR, I had like right. faked sick to stay home and watch wrestling. It was like some big wow. match I wanted to watch. <laughs> so before the match comes on, I take our dog out for a walk. Oh, oh, foolish. Locked out the house. Ooh. And it was snowing. What? <laughs> so I had to wait in the garage until my family got home from church. <laughs> I missed the match. I was freezing. Wow. And I was, just, I was like, never again, God. Okay. Wow. Obviously, I shouldn't have lied about being sick. took a sick day from church. Just to, I and was like, I'm happened. not missing this match. <laughs> Can I go Do to church? Remember, Do you remember who church. it was? No. Exactly. No. But like, the time was important to me. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm watching this. And locked out. <laughs> Man. Yeah, the ultimate warrior. Yeah, he, it was probably the he, warrior he probably and somebody was. else. Yeah. The Bushwhackers or something. Some yeah. tag team battle. Yeah, probably. Who are the ones? Red and Black and the Spikes? De- Demolition. Demolition. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, uh, <laughs> this is not a wrestling just, There's nothing wrong with wrestling. I'm yeah. A fan. So Samurai Jack, I used to have to put this on VHS tape so I could watch it. Wait, do you still have the tape? I might. I only have a few VHS. You still have your Power Ranger stuff. I thought maybe you still have the tape. Of course I do. Come on now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) That that would just be ridiculous if I did not have that. Um, The art style in this show, similar to Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory, was totally different than what was on at the time. What really made this one different compared to Genny Tartofsky's other stuff, there are no outlines of this animation. What does that mean? I mean, Powerpuff Girls and Dexter's Laboratory, there's like a thick black outline That's over the right. characters. That's right. Samurai Jack, nothing. Not, not on the trees, not on the characters. It was gorgeous. Like, absolutely gorgeous and unique. The way that he filmed, filmed it, the way that he directed it, it was like a film. The way that they would intercut different things, they would use the screen, manipulate the images. Fantastic. It won like four Emmys back in the day. So 13, 13 years ago? Yeah. Uh, so the new season just started. It as soon as I, as soon as it started, I was in. You cried just like with Star Wars. You cry no, if you because if, if you cry, you can tell the podcast. There's only people listening. <laughs> only a few people. Only a few people. Listening. Uh, no, but it was it was similar to Star Wars in that it felt, it looked, it tasted everything. It was Samurai Jack. Like nothing had 
happened over the past 13 years. The animation still looks incredible. The sound, like whoever they did the sound design with back then, if they did not come back, then their intern, their protege, somebody did. Because it sounds exactly like it did. So say I want to do this whole Samurai Jack catch up. Yes. How many episodes do I have to watch? Not many. What does that mean? Is that like 96 episodes? No. uh, 50-ish. But they're 25 minutes or whatever. So it was it was four seasons. Uh, it was incredible. Some of the I will what I will show to you is a clip from off mic, a clip from season four. It was called Samurai versus Ninja. The way that they use shadows and light. I've seen that. No, I haven't. I'm kidding. Oh man, you're so excited. (laughs) I I got so excited. I saw your face. I haven't seen it. Uh, it is incredible. Okay, just the the animation style is super unique. Phil Lamar does the voice of Jack. Uh, Mako, rest in peace. Uh, he did the voice of Aku, the main okay. enemy, and he had just like I know this stuff. Like, as you're saying it, it's all very familiar to yeah. me. But I swear to you, I've never seen a second of the show. Yeah, we will change that. Okay, after That'll this episode. Change. So I just I cannot wait uh, for those listening. If you just want to like pick a few, definitely just go on YouTube, pull up Samurai versus Ninja, just to get an idea of the art style and how unique it was. Uh, I assume there's like a list of like the best Samurai Jack episodes yeah, for to watch sure. somewhere. Uh, Jack and the Scotsman was also really good. Okay. So this show has me. Just hook, line, and sinker. This will be one of the shows where it will kill me to wait a week to watch. Because it is only going to come out on Saturdays. There is no way that I'm going to wait like six months and then binge it. Okay. Not going to happen. All right. Samurai so, Jack. It's on the list. 100%. A bunch of other stuff I haven't watched that I need to watch. Yeah. It's on the they list. also did a really quick thing. Or a thing that was really interesting. So Jack chops apart a bunch of people, a bunch of enemies Ugh. that are all robots. Oh. So, cool. but it, it is just like in a Tarantino type of movie where he will cut a robot in half. And then you will see it slide off and then just a bunch of oil comes squirting out. No, that's disgusting. It is amazing because it just, he never killed anything. They were all robots. Really, does really does clever. Does he hate robots? Is no, he, those were those is were like Aku's. Will Smith and I, I, robot. I, I robot. He just such a robot racist. No. Uh, but no, just that was what Aku. Those were his machinations oh, that he you. sent after him. So life model amazing. decoys, LMDs, LMDs. Yeah, there you some go. LMDs. So go watch Samurai Jack. What it, would you do if you had an LMD? What would your LMD do for you? Go to work for me. Just go to work, <laughs> and you would just be chilling at home. Yeah. Your LMD goes. I to work could watch for you. all the wrestling that I wanted to. <laughs> there you go. I should have had an LMD back then. That mm-hmm. would have worked. Definitely, I'm an LMD. Go to work. Yeah, absolutely. Do all that garbage. Do chores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just be chilling. <laughs> come, um, on, come on this podcast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that is, that is what I would be working on while it was at work. So, cool. So that is Samurai Jack. Samurai uh, Jack. It's on the abs- list. Absolutely incredible. Uh, next, we're going to talk about two short films. Uh, if you have been listening to the past few weeks, you know that I really like short films. I have covered them at a few different festivals. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week's episode, I'm going back to the great white north of Canada to cover the Vancouver Vancouver <laughs> Vancouver Web Fest. I'm headed to Vancouver on Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. So I'm heading heading up there covering another festival that uh, I had the opportunity they extended to me to cover that. Oh, that's so awesome. I love these little short films. So the first one that actually somebody sent me on. Twitter. I was tagged in it. They're like, check this out. Oscar Isaacs gives an incredible performance. Okay. So this movie is called Ticky Tacky. Mm-hmm. And it came out in 2014. 
but then just kind of got released uh, about a year ago. With these short films, this happens all the time. We've right. talked about on the podcast where they can be great and you might not see them for a while. You know what's funny about that? When you, when you send it to me, I've seen GIFs from this. Really? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen GIFs from it, but I've never. I was like, oh, this is probably some Oscar Isaac performance that I've missed or some movie mm-hmm. that's not out yet. Or some small indie film. I didn't know what it was from. Then, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I know where this is from. Yeah. Got it. So I really like that these short films that are completely owned by the creators, they're like, all right, let me just put up my Vimeo page. Right. You know, and you have to wait, of course, to, you know, especially with someone like Oscar Isaacs. Like, yeah. The man is doing a lot of stuff right now. But anyway, so this basically takes place. It is a three-act structure over three days in a 15-minute short film where this guy that Oscar Isaacs plays finds out that his, I think girlfriend, I'm not sure wife, but girlfriend, girlfriend is, is cheating on him and then kind of goes off the rails. Yeah. Oscar Isaacs is tremendous. He's great. Like I, people, I mean, last saw him in, well, depends on when, what you last saw him, but I mean, he is Poe Dameron yeah. in the new star Wars universe movies Ex Machina, like, this guy is great. Seeing him in a 15-minute short film is awesome. What's great about the performance in this film, the short film, is the little pauses and stuff that he, like, that he does. It's, mm-hmm. it's great. Like, there's the beginning of the second act when the woman, his help, his assistant comes in to help him. Right. He was like, I peed a little bit and I threw <laughs> and, up. And, 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 and I puked. <laughs> and I puked. I peed and but, puked. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's how he delivers it that's what's what makes him such a great actor. It's really mm-hmm. funny. Yeah, it was really funny. I'm glad that it got sent to me because, again, it's dark. I might not have ever known what this was, but yeah, it, it is a dark. And who was minutes. that little kid? <laughs> Terrifying. That little kid was scary. Damien put like, out a little like knife. A omen, a child. Like, yeah, Children of the Corn. Like, he was good. Uh, yeah. But I, I like that somebody at Oscar Isaac's level, for whatever reason, got sent this little script for a 15 minute short. And it's like, sure. Yeah. He probably knocked this out in a day. Right. But that is really cool. I like seeing those upper level stars taking a chance. Just mm-hmm. go do something fun, do something different, and just have fun with it. So well, what's beautiful about the way the the story set up is you never really get a chance to see what he's looking at, right? And so the reveal comes from him telling you what what it is. Mm-hmm. The kid handing some photos. He's like, "When were these taken?" He says, "Yesterday." No, that, that that's not right. Yeah, she was in Paris. Like. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. 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 So def- I will also put a link to that. It was called Tiki Tacky. Tiki Tacky. Uh, 2014. So. The director was Brian Petzos, who, again, I, I have no idea who this guy is, but he has done one feature film before. So good stuff. And then you sent me a link to another short film called Status. Yeah. So tell people about that. I saw Status a few years ago at a film festival, the short film festival here locally. And it's about, it's kind of about like social media and sort of, the bad side of it. Mm-hmm. So this this thing called status called Statlink, and Statlink is kind of like Facebook, but it's embedded into your skin. Yeah, in your wrist. So yeah, so it opens up with a guy leaving, and he's like, he presses his wrist, and he says, "Oh, the movie was good," and then in his head, he can hear all these people essentially commenting on his mm-hmm. status. And they're like, "Oh man, I gotta go see it." Oh, you went without me, and it cuts to a woman and her boyfriend, or I think she's in her apartment alone. Yeah. And she's getting all these statuses, but she's 
essentially like living through other people's lies mm-hmm. by sort of digesting by that constant think of your facebook feed yeah but piped into your brain constantly yeah yeah and her boyfriend cheats on her mm-hmm. and he accidentally hits his status and so she hears him cheating yeah yeah <laughs> And things so then things comes, do not go well. Yeah, from he there. comes home. He comes home, and they have this big interaction. <clears throat> but one of the beautiful things that I thought was so real about this short was she starts railing about all the stuff that they've done. Mm-hmm. He says to her, "Those aren't our. That, that's not us. Those are your friends. That's that's their lives. Those mm-hmm. aren't our lives that we're living. Like that's them. Um, even though he was clearly in the wrong for cheating. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was honest about like." Sometimes what we see now is, is people's consumption of social media and to feel like this is the life they're living or comparing themselves to other people mm-hmm. or comparing themselves like, yeah, would I love to go to all these tropical places like people I follow? Absolutely. Right. But it's not my life. It's not something to be compared to. That doesn't mean my life is any worse or any better. And it, it sort of touched on that. Mm-hmm. And then the system goes down and people go crazy. Yep. And that's the end of the short. If People kind of lose their minds, um, which would happen if, you know. That happens whenever yeah. the internet goes out at work. People lose their mind. When Gmail, like, there was, it was like a couple years ago, like, it went down for, like, a system update. Yeah. People, yeah, people, people freak freaked out. out. And so I, I liked that. I liked that it touched on that. It's a very real, I, just, it, it, well, I mean, real problem hyper- is, <laughs> is uh, a stretch, but it, there, there are degrees of the issues that the movie, t- the movie touches on mm-hmm. that I think are very real. Yeah. I mean, it reminded me kind of, of the purge. Meets yeah. kind of a Johnny Mnemonic gotcha. meets Black Mirror. Man, I would never. Yeah, very Black Mirror esque. Yeah. I would never want something tapping into my head. I, no, nah. <laughs> you. no, no, no. And so, but I mean, the purge elements kind of come in. You know, kind of towards the end when stuff is just going crazy. Because again, if you are so used to this constant feed, and then it goes down, this voice in your head is just gone. Yeah, yeah. and they talk about. I mean, it reminded me also of Star Trek with the Borg. Yeah, how seven of nine yeah. or Lacutus, you know, Picard got uh, assimilated. When you go from hearing billions of voices to nothing, you are going to go a little crazy. I think I want to put that in my vows. It's time to get assimilated. <laughs> right, resistance is futile. Yeah, yeah, put it in the vows right in front of everyone when I get married. It's time to get assimilated. Thanks. Let's make this happen. <laughs> We're going to be one. We're going to. What, what's wrong with that? Okay. Yeah. We're gonna be one. The whole resistance is futile thing. Is, I mean Yeah. You know. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I look forward to your wedding vows. Thank to you. Whomever that is. Thank you. <clears throat> Hashtag Logan Browning. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh sweet Logan. Yeah. So cool. That was a couple short films. Now it is on to the review of the major oh, release. Oh my you totally forgot to talk about the domino casting. Oh yeah. So Domino, uh in Deadpool two was cast and Deadpool also released a not even trailer uh skit <laughs> like I mean a, we didn't see it before we saw Logan no that was a weird thing not a weird thing but at the press screening they did not show it then we kept hearing like oh after credit scene no like, after, all right no after credit scene no it was just kind of like a teaser beforehand yeah. they released like a three minute little skit uh of Deadpool basically just I think as a reminder like hey Hey, it's coming up. Similar yeah. to when they leaked the footage of the freeway chase scene right. a few years ago. And it was like, hey, hey, just, just putting this out there. Yeah, I think it was smart. Uh, but yeah, so Deadpool 2 is coming out next year. I yeah, think 2018. 2018. Yeah. 
And they just cast Domino, uh, who is going to be played by newcomer, but very critically acclaimed Zazie Beat or Beats. 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 So Zazie Beats, who stars as Vanessa or starred as Vanessa. She's in on the show. Atlanta. She's still on the show. She's still Vanessa. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So she is going to be playing Domino. Now, do you know anything about Domino? Except she has weird powers. Yeah, so here's a little comic book history. Let me push up my nerd glasses. Uh, so Domino appeared in the same issue that Deadpool first did. So mm-hmm. New Mutants number 98. Technically, before you nerds start saying that that wasn't her actual first appearance, I know. Her first appearance in New Mutants 98, it was technically Copycat, who's a different mutant posing wow. as Domino. Domino, or yeah, Domino's real first appearance was in an X-Force comic. Anyway, so she was part of this breeding program to create kind of super spies i was like like project armageddon and through this weird thing similar to logan when he was taken by the x-23 program his latent mutant powers are what helped him get through that process gotcha so domino's mutant power is kind of luck which is pretty weak okay question yeah how does that come across in film so the, the easy way to do it. Okay. Here's an easy, easy way to do it. Do it like Spider-Sense. Because essentially, that was what would happen in the comics. So say that she is under a building that is falling. Right. If she were to stay there, she would get crushed. But if she goes to move at all, her body will naturally react in a way to get her out of harm's way because she is lucky. Is this like that movie Next with Nicolas Cage? Where he's like, got Ooh. all these probabilities... Uh, he, he figures out the right way to go. Yeah, not really because this one it is automatic, so it just it happens. They they go into various so things. She's in gonna the be comics. Just a lucky person in the whole movie, pretty much. So oh, I think wow. they could do it like Spider Sense, and she's an where, assassin, obviously. Yeah, so she's an expert marksman and, and all of that. But if they do it in the movie where here, oh here we go. All right, here's my screenwriter hat that, that I'm putting on. Oh, okay. At some point in the movie, Deadpool does something dumb, which is going to happen. Something goes to fall on her or something, or you throw something at her. She's going to move in a way that the camera will kind of slow. You might be hear a little sound that will indicate that her power is active. Mm-hmm. And Deadpool in character is going to call it out. Okay. You know, something like that is going to happen where either she moves in slow motion and he moves in regular timing. Like, what are you going in slow motion right now? Yeah. Something like that. So yeah, they could easily play it off as a spider sense type thing and just do some slow down movements. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. So she was an expert marksman. She has been in she's an expert stuff. marksman. She's an assassin. So she's yeah. got other skills that will be fun to see. Yeah. I would she not wears be... that dead president's makeup. <laughs> Which, depending on the iteration, some of it is makeup. Some of it is her mutant uh, ability. Or not ability. Sure. Her mutant manifestation. Okay. So I'm not quite sure which angle they're going to take for the movie. Whether it is going to be makeup or just that is what she looks like. She's a mutant. It happens. Yeah. So, there, I were, were, there were a lot of people up for it. It was like Carrie Washington, was Janelle Monet, Janelle Monet was rumored, for, rumored to be yeah. Domino, and then all of a sudden, boom, Zazie's in there. Good for her. I'm happy for that whole crew. Mm-hmm. With Deadpool one, as successful as it was, go for it. And like then they, we, still, we still haven't had cable casted yet. No, and I am real worried. What? What do you? What, because, what's the worry? My worry is so. Uh, what is his name? John. The guy from Stranger Things. Right. The guy who plays the sheriff. Yeah. So he is, he is in talks. Physically, 
I could see it. He, he, I mean, Cable's like a big dude. There's, they can't find anyone as big as him, obviously. Stephen Lang. They're not going to do it. It's just, like, you look at him and you're like, that is Cable. Maybe he's too old. No. Well, Cable ca- is from the future. Yeah, Cable is from the future and he has a bunch of gray hair. Like, Stephen Lang, he could do it. And if you are worried about Stephen Lang's acting ability and maybe he could not pull it off, Cable has never been done in a movie. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, but who, who knows? I, I, I don't know. So I mean, if it goes, if it does go to the guy from Stranger Things, I'm sure he will be fine. He's a great actor, but when I visualize Cable, someone like Stephen Lang pops into my head. I say someone like because it is actually Stephen Lang. Okay. So, yeah, that should be pretty cool. And so, so we still need a Cable casting. They haven't started filming yet, but mm-hmm. we know we have a Domino, and we have no idea. I mean, I guess with Cable, there'll have to be some time travel. They, they could. Portion of I'm not the, sure if they are ready for that. I, I mean, how do you bring him in without... Because he's from the future, literally. So how do you bring him into the story without at all addressing time travel? That here's, would be very odd. Yeah. Here's something else that is going to happen. The first time Cable talks about being a time traveler, Deadpool is going to ask him if he showed up naked like Terminator. Yeah. So I think, you know... Yeah. It will be interesting. I think that they will find a way to do it. They obviously nailed it with the first one. So... I'm excited. I think Domino will end up taking a job to kill Deadpool, and then they become friends, maybe lovers. Who knows? Okay. But I th- I think it is cool that they're kind of reaching into the bag and getting these characters that we have never seen before. I'm that happy. the general audience has never. And also the, the diversity aspect of it, I think, yeah. is great. I remember I was talking with Chris from the Insanity Check, and we were talking. Mm-hmm. This was, man, probably like a year ago. But just the idea that. And he said this, and it's so true, but, like, with comic book movies and sci-fi, like, they've been sort of where you could birth diversity. Mm-hmm. More so than any other genre. Like, they're like, you know what? We can make this a woman of color. We can make this yeah. an Asian actor. We can we can recast this way and that way. And without having to think twice about it, you know. Because, again, it, these characters, like, they're fictional characters. Yeah, right? Do whatever you but want. We know, but we know that. But we, we don't see that sort of diversity yeah. Or, or even a bend towards in any other genre other than you know what we're seeing with superhero movies and mm-hmm. sci-fi. So I'm, I'm happy that trend is continuing. I'm glad that they they went a different direction with someone with a younger actress mm-hmm. who shows some promise on a hit TV show. And hopefully this is the thing that launches her. Yeah, because Atlanta season two is not coming out until 2018. Yeah, so there's gonna be a lot of eyeballs on this movie. So yeah. good for her. That's, that's a that's a that's a big get for sure. So, cool. Definitely excited about that. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah. Uh, now, on to the big release uh, of this past weekend, Kong Skull Island, uh, starring Tom Hiddleston, Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, Jason Mitchell, Jason Mitchell, and a whole Corey bunch, Hawkins, whole bunch of Toby Kebbell. <laughs> yeah, a whole bunch of people <laughs> who say, is that a monkey? And then they die. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lots of CGI starring in the film. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, tons of tons of freaky animals. Mm-hmm. Lots of orange coloring on the screen. Very so. Right away, within the first like ten minutes or so, right, it punches you with Apocalypse Now vibes. It yeah. punches you with every Vietnam War era movie. No, in, it, it like, literally talks about Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, yeah. So like, it takes place in 1973. It's literally like, oh, we lost the war. And so, yeah, so kind of going into the not even general story, there's nothing that we could really spoil about this movie, but we still will not, you know, say too much. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> people, soldiers, and scientists go to this island that has been untouched by man. But why they want to go? Like, because it's clearly John Goodman and Corey Hawkins. Well, John Goodman, really. John Goodman ha- knows something they don't know. Mm-hmm. But him and Corey Hawkins both are like, oh, we're going to map. And and he's got his character has this whole hollow earth theory, which comes up later on. Mm-hmm. So that's why he wants to be there. He believes in it. In it. But Goodman's character believes that there are actual creatures living in the hollow earth. Mm-hmm. And that, you know. And they, the hollow earth and on this island. Yeah, on this island. Yeah. And this island is untouched. It's surrounded by a storm. No one can really get to it. It can only be seen through satellite images. And they want to get there and hopefully find some resources. Corey Hawkins' character is hoping to find resources and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But Goodman's like, he's looking for a monster, but the monster he describes early on in the film was honestly Godzilla and yeah. not King Kong. But he, you know, he wants to prove that he wasn't a crazy person. So they go off to this island mm-hmm. with a military escort, a tracker played by Tom Hiddleston, mm-hmm. and a photographer played by Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. And they immediately meet King the Kong. The perfect team. The perfect team. Then they immediately meet King Kong. Like they don't yeah. I like that the film doesn't waste it. Absolutely. They get there and it's like, oh hey, there's a giant ape. Yeah. Let's kill it. He, you know, knocks their helicopters around. They're scattered in like a five mile radius. Mm-hmm. And then they've got seventy two hours to get to the extraction point in a in an island on an island that's actively trying to kill them yeah. every five feet. So yep. I that was one of the things that I wrote down. Yeah. That I really because again, people are already thinking like, oh, they just relaunched Godzilla a few years ago, blah blah. Right. Godzilla was in that movie, that last movie, for like a hot ten oh minutes. My God, I hated that. I hated like, that movie. If this is a Godzilla movie, be a Godzilla movie. Do you remember that scene? There's the scene in Godzilla where they cut in the middle of the daylight fight the, with him, the moto. Yeah, and then they're showing a little kid watching on television. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? There were so many times in that Godzilla in the last major Godzilla movie. I know that there have been a couple other right. uh, relaunched ones in Japan. The recently. one with the Diddy song. <laughs> you remember that joint? Yes, uh, that was so good. Uh, but it just like, you, yeah, you saw Godzilla for like ten minutes. This one, within the first ten minutes, right. you see Kong in all of his glory. That that made me feel comfortable in this movie, being like, okay, yeah, they know what they they know what type of movie they're going to be doing right out of the gate. Do they? Then it got weird. Yeah. Do they know what kind of movie? I don't because I don't feel like they knew what kind of movie they were making. Yeah, it got weird real quick because, and that's not. Let me. It's not that it. it's not that it's a bad movie, right? It's just completely uneven. It's not a bad movie. It's just they were just trying to figure out what it was. Yeah, it's it, it's not sure if it's a comedy, and mm-hmm. like I said in my review, like you've got part of the cast is in like a serious monster film, mm-hmm. and then you got another part of the cast that's clearly in a like Jason Mitchell. And in his his banter with his with his boss and mm-hmm. you know uh, John C. Riley, like these guys are in a funny movie. They're cracking jokes mm-hmm. despite this giant ape and giant spiders and giant lizards mm-hmm. and, and kraken, yeah, and whatever and, the hell yeah. else is happening on the island. Despite that, um, they're still finding the funny and everything. Yeah, and yet you know these things, these two worlds are supposed to sort of meld together for this film, and it doesn't quite work. It doesn't ruin the movie. It just doesn't yeah. quite work. And for sure, I mean, same with like Samuel L. Jackson's character is in a Vietnam movie. Oh he God. is in Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And one thing I did like about that, so this takes place in 1973, uh, right after the Vietnam War right. ended. This group of soldiers, helicopter pilots, mm-hmm. were set to go home. Mm-hmm. And Samuel L. Jackson's character is not ready for that. Yeah, so I, we, I think we see him with the medals at the beginning. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, this for what? Yeah, and I think... 
I think that angle played really well because it touched on, for a lot of the guys, especially in Vietnam, those soldiers' war was never over. Yeah, don't really. Yeah, like this is a really good point. The movie does not go into it at all. That was the problem. He, he is ends like, up turning into like Quint from Jaws. Is what yeah. I said. It's like I gotta go after Quint, it. Just like why? I, I was telling my friend the other day, like Quint is the bad guy. Yeah, he's the bad guy in Jaws. Becomes Jaws, the bad guy. Jaws is doing Jaws things. Jaws is like I'm a shark. I'm <laughs> eating people. That's not a crime. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is what sharks do. Right. Sharks eat. They eat things. That's mm-hmm. not. They're abnormal, alpha right? predators. But, yeah. but Quint gets out there in the boat. He tells that really creepy story mm-hmm. about how they got attacked by sharks. He destroys the radio. He destroys the engine. And then he gets eaten. Like, he's he's the problem. Yeah. God, so, I hate that guy. He's so bad. So anyway, and, Samuel Jackson is essentially him. Yeah. Instead of getting off the island and trying to get somewhere safe, he's like, nope. This 500-foot monkey I've got to take down with my bullets. Which, what, a, what a dumb plan. So dumb, and I again, if they had touched on more of the mentality of why, because he was a lifelong soldier or career soldier, right? They very publicly lost the Vietnam War. Now it is his way of like, we're not losing it, even says it like, we're not losing this war. And to the credit, two of the people, I think it was Brie Larson, one of the other characters, was like. What war? Like we, yeah. we just we're just trying to get out of here. Yeah, we're gonna die on this because island. his brain was just such in that that gear. So yeah, uh, we saw this in IMAX oh, 3D. Didn't see it in 3D. This is here's one of the things without going into my rating yet. If you go to see, if you want to see this movie, see it in the theater. Do not see it in 3D. You do not necessarily need to see it in IMAX. No. But this is going no. to be a rough movie. Even if you go home and you have a nice like 50-inch or 70-inch TV, go see it in the theater. Like If you really want to see it, seeing it on the big screen makes sense. But yeah. the IMAX 3D thing, too much. Yeah, you don't need all that. T- too much. Unless you want to see like a helicopter thrown at you in 3D. Yeah, like four times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, going back to... So I had somebody ask me when, when they knew that I was seeing this. Okay. They're like, so is it more a Tom Hiddleston movie or Samuel L. Jackson movie? And I was like, neither. I don't know who the movie is. Kong? <laughs> is it a Kong movie? It is, like, to its credit, it is Kong Skull Island. Like, it's about Kong. It is about Kong. Like, Brie Larson's character kind of gets lost. I felt, They all get lost. They all get lost. I felt bad. Like, I honestly, like, felt bad for Jing Tian, who is the young Asian scientist. She had no lines. She had, like, three, and it was like, girl. She got paid. Of course, and like, and again, this is one of those movies where it's a joint production, right? Uh, oh, yes, right. With it a was. Chinese production and Warner Brothers, it was a joint production. I just like, I so I understand why she was in there, but if you were going to put her in there because it is a joint production, give her something to give her do, something to do other like, than like stand around. I just I hate. I, I was surprised it. as many people survived at the end because <laughs> right. I was like, this island is deadly. How did you guys all somehow? survive because yeah. we see like half the platoon or whatever <laughs> destroyed. done like immediately they get destroyed so yeah and realistically like having that many people in a helicopter squadron off one aircraft carrier is just not possible You're right so like where did all these guys come from they were only there to die right they're only there so kong could just start throwing palm trees essentially through the cockpit yeah so it, it, yeah it, it was it was kind of messy. The, but the action that is in the film is good. The action, like, the I was good. really impressed. I did like that this was truly a monster movie. There was not just Kong and, like, a dinosaur that you saw in, like, the Peter Jackson one. Like, 
They're, like we said, they're giant no, spiders. No, there were more monsters than the Peter Jackson one. Okay, there were. Because they fall in that pit, and there's like those weird, oh yeah, yeah. sucky things, and like yeah. spy, a gigantic crab grabs someone out the out of the air. Like yeah, there was the river scene that. Uh, yeah, it's, there's yeah. creepy stuff in that movie too. So this but one it's all sort of contained to one sequence. But this yeah. was like throughout the film, they were mm-hmm. stumbling upon things that would likely murder them. Yeah. So I like that. It you believed that this island had a bunch of crazy stuff on it. Giant water buffaloes, yeah, huge krakens, which would not have been able to survive in that low of a lake, but that is okay. You no, know, things happen. Um, yeah, so I was I was impressed with that. The visuals looked great. I did wish that the the main antagonist that you see in the trailer, the lizard type things, I wish skull they crawlers. were yeah, skull crawlers. I wish those were a little more fleshed out. I wish we got a little bit more time to see those. But in general, I was really impressed. With, right. with the visuals and the creature design. Yeah. Uh, being that this movie takes place in 1973, if you were to pick any top 10 list of songs that are in every movie <laughs> placed in Vietnam, nine out of those 10 songs are in this. Yeah. And popular music in the 70s, man. I, what are you I gonna get do it. About it. It's just like. You want some Stevie Wonder? <laughs> that would be great. That would have been nice. But, uh, White Rabbit, Bad Moon Rising, D- did you Jimmy have a Hendrix. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you have a favorite scene in the film? One of the scenes that I that I really liked was when Kong fights inadvertently. Yeah, fights a kraken type of monster, a gigantic octopus. sea monster. Like, yeah, that was cool, and that was one of the. It is you know early in the movie, so it doesn't like a big spoiler. It's early in the movie, but you truly got to see like Kong has scars. Like Kong, like yeah, he might be king on this island. I say in quotes, he still has to compete with every other giant creature. Right. So that that particular fight was pretty cool. Just seeing the viciousness of Kong and just like at the end of it, him he just walks away. Yeah. Just pulling this thing. So that was really cool. Unfortunately, with all of the humans in this, too many humans for it was just they just get lost. <laughs> like they get lost, they get stomped on, they get they skewered. literally get lost. Yeah. I, the humans just get lost. Yeah. Um, I saw a quick uh, line. I I not read the review yet, but it was like. A great cast that was cast aside, because <laughs> there, there are, are I mean, Tom Hiddleston, Sam Jackson, Brie Larson, John C. Riley, John Goodman. Like, there are huge names in this movie that it just never really felt. They're kind of just along for the ride. Yeah, yeah. We talked about Jamie Fox going on autopilot. Everybody in this movie was an autopilot. Like everybody seems like they were on just the same level. No one was taking any risks. No one was doing anything challenging. No, it was just safe. Yeah, this is a very Oddly enough, on this island that wants to kill you, <laughs> all the performances were just safe. Right. So, uh, what else did I? You know what the movie does that I hate? I hate it also mm. in Godzilla. <clears throat> There's that scene where B. Larson's trying to help that water buffalo that has a helicopter on it. <laughs> First of all, she tries to lift the helicopter. Why? Yeah. What? You're not. You're not Captain Marvel yet. <laughs> it's relax. Yeah. Right. But then somehow Kong's just there. Yeah. How did you not hear him walk up? Mm-hmm. Is he sneaking around? He's a 500 foot gorilla creeping, creeping around a, yeah. a mountain. He just shows up. It's like yeah. you didn't hear him. You didn't hear him walk up. Mm-hmm. Godzilla did the same thing. It's like like a, a huge <laughs> just Hollywood. Listen, mm-hmm. a huge monster should not sneak up on people. Mm-mm. It's not a ghost. Unless there is a scene with one of the creatures on the island that is gigantic. Right. That that one kind of makes sense for sneaking up. Yeah, that's the whole point of the monster. Like that that one is kind of cool and it skewers somebody like 
grotesquely like through the mouth yeah. and face. That's the whole point of the monster is to sneak up on people. Yeah, but that that one makes but sense. But not a five hundred foot gorilla. Yeah, not a gorilla. They probably smell. You could probably smell him before you see. Him. <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, I was like, again, we're doing this. This like, oh my gosh, the gigantic monster surprised me. I didn't see him standing there or hear him walk up. Yeah. Uh, the director Jordan Jordan Voight Roberts did Kings of Summer. Yeah. But have you seen that? And that was it. Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. It was a great movie. And it was like, movie. how did you go from that three, four years ago to this? Like, those are his only two features. How did he get they're, this call? They're completely different. Like a small indie coming of age film <laughs> right. to like, I'm doing a popcorn film about giant monsters with an all-star cast. Yeah. Whoever his agent is, damn. Kudos. It's going like, to make a bunch of money and he's going to be fine. It, yeah. Like, Although it is going up against Logan and Logan... It really bothers me, like some of the clickbait. Well, a lot of clickbait bothers me, but I saw an article and it was like, "Logan is the highest grossing 2017 film," and it was like, Absolutely. "Cool, we're in March." Yeah, I just, this is <laughs> like, what? I swear to you, the best part about being of the year are, are those headlines for me. Oh I, yeah, I la- I love them. Number one comedy of the year. I'm like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. January. She gives of the performance of the year. Yeah, <laughs> like performance of the year. What's been your favorite movie of the year so far? Uh, Get out. Get out's been mine. Get out is up there for sure. I, yeah. I would, I think that John Wick two is up there also. John Wick two, like is John up Wick there. two, honestly, blew me away. I really, really enjoyed John Wick two. Yeah. So, Get Out's probably my favorite movie so far. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Best film of twenty seventeen. Best film of twenty seventeen. <laughs> Get Out. Yeah. Oscar. It's in the lead for the Oscars now. Get Out. Get Daniel uh, Oscar for best best actor. He's go. in the lead. Who else? Yeah. True. It's not Tom Hiddleston for this movie. <laughs> That was the thing is like the only reason that this movie and I hate to say this, the only movie this movie will be remembered is because of Kong. If this were not a King Kong movie, it's pretty forgettable. Completely forgettable. It'll be the movie that I think people forget at the end of the year. Like, oh yeah, King Kong did come out this year. But it'll be a movie again that's like on TNT and AMC. Oh, for sure. That'll just play because it's safe enough to play on television. And it's got yeah. enough action if you're just sitting around bored on a Saturday. You can be mm-hmm. like, oh, hey, King Kong is on. And this is the scene where where Kong fights a big Kraken. Or this is the scene yeah. where these big lizards show up and there's a shootout. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, if this is your first time listening to this podcast, there's a rating system. Yes, there is. On this podcast, which I know Tim loves. Gosh, I know that Andy does it. not. And I can say anything I want about Andy because Andy never listens to these. <laughs> uh, the rating system. On this podcast, you have three choices, good, bad, or ugly. Very simple, very easy, no stars, no grades. A good film you enjoyed, you would recommend to a friend, all the way to Get Out. You know, it could be that. It could be the best film of 2017. The best film of 2017. Uh, A bad film is just kind of blah. You know, maybe you did not hate it. It might not be the first thing you recommend, but it was decent. And then ugly, just avoid. Just absolutely avoid so far i do not think i've seen an ugly major released movie so far this year god bless you man i think i'll have to check i know like, you have you've seen something. Say, you I saw think, the great wall I, I gave that a bad not an ugly because uh, it was visually gorgeous you're being generous so uh but charity anyway, so to the rating for kong skull island tim what do you give this a bad not okay. that not that it's a necessarily a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie that's for certain demographic of people who will. There's been people who I follow on social media who were like, 
oh my gosh, King Kong, loved it, best monster movie. I was in all the way, had a lot <laughs> okay. of fun, tons of action. It was great. I uh, can't wait to see King Kong take on Godzilla at some point. Mm-hmm. And there's other people who were like, like us, who were like, yeah, it was fun, but for, it's it's fun and forgettable at the same time. Right. It's fun. I had fun watching it. It's like forget. I forgot most of the movie for the most part. Yeah. This is one that I I, I kind of struggled with in the sense where I was like, all right, was it ugly? No, no. Like visually, it looked good. The great, action was great. Great action. The soundtrack was great, but the score was terrible. When it when it went away from the licensed music and went into the actual score, Mm -hmm. it was disjointed. It cut off in random parts. Like it was just weird. I think they just spent a lot of money getting the rights to (laughs) the music. That cost them a pretty penny. Oh, this is an expensive. It was like Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's an expensive movie. It's, It's definitely an expensive movie. So, I went back and forth, but I settled on bad. It just, yeah. It without Kong. This movie would be completely under the radar and forgettable. So, quick question for you: How do you? Imp- what do you do? To, what do you do to improve this film? What would you do? Cut what the cast in half. There so, is no reason to have that many people. So you either cut them in half or you kill most of them at the beginning, which they did. But there were still so many people so on the kill, island. So you kill more people, or that, or just do not even have them. So like, you don't have them. have a smaller cast. Have so, a smaller cast. Give them something so we're to do. Brie Larson. Brie Larson, Tom, Tom Middleton, put Samuel Sam Jackson, Jackson there. John C. Riley, John C. Riley, Jin Tang. If you're going to put her in there, give something her something to do. to do. One of the Strata Compton guys stays, yeah. and that is it. Have like That's six it. people, okay, not twelve. <laughs> like it was trying to balance yeah. way too much. So do that. The action was good. Keep, Keep the action that the, the same. same. Uh, Are the consequences different? The consequences. Do you change any of the character motivations? Not really. I think all of them were relatively solid john goodman was great i would spend more time on what john goodman knows yeah yeah you so, right so if, if i'm building this monster universe like i want to know mm-hmm. okay cool what, do, what does goodman and the people at monarch like what do they know about what's happening mm-hmm. what does he only seen? find out the last like 20 minutes 30 minutes like when he finally yeah. starts talking about it and that's a great way to intro other monsters or other other things you want to bring into this world mm-hmm. by saying by having him be like hey I've never heard of this guy, but we've also have had reports of mm-hmm. Mothra or whoever else oh, you want to bring. Mothra. That don't, would be great. Don't, don't do it. Or the little lady, yeah, the three the little, little women, girls, the yeah. Tahitian right. ladies. Have them show up on the island. That would have been dope. They would be sitting there. Oh, nah. I was trying to think of the song that they sang. Don't do it. But yeah. um, but you know what I'm saying? Like I would try yeah. to flush that out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would totally get rid of Toby Kebbell's whole just arc. Dumb. Like they were just, again, they were just I didn't care about him and his kid. Yeah. Dear Riley, yeah, blah, blah. And it was like, why? Why? Why are we doing it? And he's like dead serious. Yeah. And this movie where people are being stupid, he's like got this dead serious. He's sweating and no one else is really sweating in the movie. <laughs> he looks tired. Yeah, he looks exhausted. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, cut the cast. Cut the cast. Re- really, really short. And just have it make sort more sense. Sort of refocus sense. it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, Tim gave it a bad. I gave it a bad. Uh, for other reviews and things that Tim does what? an interview with Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Where can we find all I got your an interview stuff? with some people from Boss Baby coming up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they can find me at peoplescriticblog.com. Mm-hmm. Some interviews, reviews coming up for Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Uh, You've not put that out yet? No, man. Oh, wait, on. you wait until it gets released. Wait until okay. Release come on. I, I want to watch that movie right now. Shine. I, of course you do. I want to watch it again right now. I cry. 
So good. Uh, so <laughs> if you, if you want to hear all about that, listen to the past episode. Oh, yeah. Listen to it. Yeah. No uh, tears in this episode, though. Right. Uh, yeah, so that was happening. And shout out to my friend Ella, who's listening. Who, nice. Um, I sent her some episodes of your show. Seems to She seems to enjoy it. So Excellent. Thank you for that. What's up? Hello. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what's going on with me. Not nice. a whole lot. I'm just waiting for the movie season to kick off in May. I'm waiting for... Yeah. You know, well, April for Fast and Furious. <laughs> it's going to be fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got that and Life mm-hmm. and Power Rangers. A lot a mm-hmm. lot of the sort of the big popcorn, big budget movies yeah. are, are they're on the horizon. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Life and Power Rangers, uh, on my Twitter, uh, at About Tree View, I put up a poll oh, okay. of which movie I should see at an advanced screening. You're letting the people pick for you? Well, I, I wanted some extra opinions. Uh, either to choose Life or Power Rangers, because they're the same day at the same time. Same time. End up being a 50-50 split. You people are of no help. <laughs> so whoever voted Listen, in that, thank you. Listen, but also... I've learned recently, do not let the people vote. They'll, 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 they can pick wrong. Good point. Uh, so yeah, I was just... Thank you for whoever voted, but that did not help me in the end. What are you going to... What what's your choice? What are you doing? Here's the thing. I know where I'm going. That's I know. Question. I feel like I should see... Power Rangers for free and pay for life <laughs> because I do. Should I really spend money to go see Power Rangers as much as I Listen, love it? Listen, you have a Power Rangers jacket. I don't. I know I do. You're the ultimate fan. Like, why would oh. you? Why would you not want to go see it? Just because I have a replica flute dagger that also goes do 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 do. Like that the is the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. Uh, in my life. <laughs> you got a flute dagger? <laughs> no, I do not actually. Oh man. Maybe. Anyway, wait. So, what ranger did you want to be? Come on now. I'm, qu- I'm, this is a real question. Either green or black. Okay. Because blue, Billy was just a nerd. Didn't red, like he was just. Would you want to kill somebody? Uh, that was the Red Ranger from the fourth season. He murdered. Like guy. legitimately, like took a katana sword yeah. and killed his roommate. He went too far. Yeah, he went a little bit crazy. Um, but yeah, as for this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, you can find it on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at about to review. You can go on iTunes and leave a five star rating. If you do that, it will be read aloud. Uh, but just like Tim said, uh, talking to his friend Ella, tell your friends. That actually means way more to me than iTunes reviews. If you are listening and you liked the show, tell a friend. Just like, hey, check it out. Here are a couple episodes that I thought were funny. Uh, Tim, I'm sure you only sent her ones that you were on, but that is okay. I mean, come uh, on. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Fair enough. Come on. Uh, but yeah, you can listen to it on on Stitcher and stream the episodes with full show notes on abouttoreview.com. Uh, thank you. I forgot to mention them at the beginning of the episode, but thank you to our episode sponsor, American Music, which is a music store here in Fremont, in the Fremont neighborhood in Seattle. And you go visit them at some point. They are awesome. I'm going to kick off my rap career, get a microphone. There you go. Make some beats. I need to get some new headphones, so I might actually go there this week. Yeah. Those, guys, those guys are awesome. So definitely... You don't seem supportive of my rap career. Uh, so these I, headphones. I can see it on your face. Uh... You, clearly, you clearly do not support uh, me. Unlike, unlike Damien, I've never heard you drop bars. So That doesn't mean I can't rap. All right, well. Nicole Tune in next rap. time to hear the People's Critic rap. Oh, yeah, I got bars. Man. Oh, there you go. So thank you again for listening for this episode. We talked about a bunch of trailers. We talked about Samurai Jack. We talked about Tiki Taki, Status, and Kong Skull Island. Uh, yeah, look at all the show notes below on the, for this episode. 
I have been your host, that guy named John. Uh, this is Tim. And also, please, please watch that Geostorm trailer. If you don't do anything else right now, just <laughs> right. go watch it. Yeah, it will be amazing. So thank you for listening, and we will see you next time. This has been an About to Review production. Thank you to Vexing Media, who provides audio editing services. They are a graphic design, website design, and digital media company. You can find them at their website, vexingmedia.com, or on Facebook and Twitter at Vexing Media.